March 21st. Mark your calendars. NWA back for the attack happening on Fight TV. Guys, it's been over one year since the National Wrestling Alliance has presented any type of live event, let alone a pay-per-view. And we're going to have all the big names. We're going to have the world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. We're going to have Thunder Rosa. We're going to have the national champion, Trevor Murdoch. The television champion, Elijah Burke. Tim Storm, Camille, Aaron Stevens, which probably means Jared Kratos because they are the tag team champions. But have you looked at the lineup of the names that are coming in? There's controversy. There's, there's some solid names there. There's some controversy there. There's some new blood for the nwa and we're gonna get to it in just a minute my name is jay cal this is the alliance blog podcast a presentation of alliance-wrestling.com your number one source for news and information for the national wrestling alliance and when i say that there's been controversy guys there's been controversies I mean, how else do we put it? The the NWA roster is starting to take shape. It's starting to take form. And in just a minute, we're going to go in and talk about the guys who are joining this presentation, this first pay-per-view and subsequent television tapings that are going to happen March 21st, the first episode of NWA Power. They are looking for that quick return. They'll be back on March 23rd for NWA Power, which is going to be exclusive to Fight TV And they're going to be back March 23rd, and we'll be back right after this. The American philosopher Will Rogers once said, you never get a second chance to make a good first impression. But you know, for over 72 years... The National Wrestling Alliance seems to have debunked that. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Wrestling historians for years have declared the National Wrestling Alliance dead. Yeah, I mean, it survived being indicted on monopoly charges from the FBI. I don't know why I said it like that. They survived uh, many scandals like a lot (laughs) they've survived the nature boy Ric Flair heading to WWF with the NWA World's Championship in tow they survived when New Japan Pro Wrestling with WCW exiting the alliance back in 93 they survived 1994 when Shane Douglas infamously threw down the 10 pounds of gold to declare the ECW title a world heavyweight championship. They declared the NWA dead when they broke ties with TNA Wrestling to start on their own thing, their own voyage. You know, I've I've seen the National Wrestling Alliance counted out many times before, but it never sticks. And an audience that is so desperate to recapture those classic memories of Jim Crockett promotions and that mid-Atlantic era, that that era from the 70s and the 80s and even up till the 90s, that time where the National Wrestling Alliance was the pinnacle of professional wrestling, the fan base wants that. But so many people are quick to put a bullet 
in the head of the National Wrestling Alliance. It's kind of sad, but it's also kind of humorous. I mean, this thing, this NWA is kind of like a cockroach, and I don't mean that disparagingly. I mean, you just can't kill it. Drop an A-bomb on it. Go right ahead. It's still going to walk away. The NWA has always found a way to survive, and even on the cusp of being shelved, of being forgotten, being just eliminated because of COVID-19, the NWA still survives. The National Wrestling Alliance is still here. I've heard it. The boys over at This Is Pro Wrestling have heard it. The NWA didn't die because of the pandemic. It didn't die when they reached controversy. The NWA just continues to move forward. It's celebrated. It's paraded around. The NWA won't die. And now, the NWA is back. March 21st, the NWA is back for the attack. Fight TV. March 23rd, NWA Power Returns, also on Fight TV. If you're not on board with Fight TV, I suggest you change your programming because if you want to enjoy the National Wrestling Alliance, that's that's where you got to be is on Fight TV. But the NWA has survived. It survived COVID-19. I mean, we're literally, literally just a year removed from the NWA canceling the Crockett Cup and suspending all live events that were scheduled for the rest of the year because COVID-19 was so dangerous and such a threat. Now, whether you agree or not with that philosophy, the NWA was trying to be responsible, was efforting to make the right decision and uh, just postpone what was going to happen. A lot has changed since then. And don't get me wrong, there have been casualties along the way. The National Wrestling Alliance that you knew one year ago is not the same NWA it is today. There's been changes in management. There's been changes in leadership. The champions have changed. The roster has changed. The faces on TV will change. So on March 21st and the subsequent television tapings that will start airing on March 23rd, you will notice a very different version of the NWA. Now, that isn't necessarily a bad thing, guys, and I'm not here to to cry about the good old times. But I mean, look, that roster has significantly changed. You know, uh, there's been some casualties. A lot of the a lot of the talents we knew well are gone. You know, Eli Drake is now LA Knight in NXT. Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks, both of those guys are now working for AEW. Marty Bell, Allison K, Zicky Dice, all gone. James Storm. Working with Impact, Tasha Stills, also with Impact. The shape and and size and dexterity of that ring will remain the same, but the faces that occupy those cameras will look different. Stu Bennett is gone. David Marquez is gone. So yes, the NWA will look different. But we need to celebrate what the NWA is. You know, the NWA is... 
national champion Trevor Murdoch. The NWA is the Pope Elijah Burke, your television champion. The NWA is Aaron Stevens and J.R. Kratos, your world tag team champions. The NWA is Serena Deep, your world women's champion, who until recently was defending that title on AEW programming. The NWA is your world's heavyweight champion, the national treasure, Nick Aldis. You know, Billy Corgan said, before Power even filmed one episode, that the NWA at its core would be a roster with a cascading amount of talent coming in and leaving. And we saw that with guys like Colt Cabana and Ken Anderson and... You know, we expected that. We expected to see turnover in the roster. The last four days, the NWA has announced new talent acquisitions, either new to the brand or new to power. And I think this is going to be exciting because we are going to see some familiar faces return to the NWA. And we're going to see some new faces to the NWA. And I mean, just uh, just today, earlier today, the NWA announced that Chris Adonis would be joining the roster. Chris Adonis isn't a slouch, guys. Looks like a million bucks. And well, I mean, he hasn't just been sitting home hitting the gym. You know, he's he's been working, guys. He, he's been working India dates. He's been working internationally. Hell, him and Carlito are still the Qatar tag team champions. Yes, they have wrestling in Qatar. I wasn't aware of that either. But as, uh, as an individual performer... He's got a great look, and he's going to add something different to the NWA roster. The last time we saw him nationally was an impact. He was teaming with Eli Drake, so it'll be interesting to see how the NWA chooses to use him going forward. Another name who's new to the NWA would be Slice Boogie. I like Slice Boogie, and I think this is a great get, guys. I think this is going to be a very inspired choice. Now, I keep kind of referring to the NWA as as having an opportunity to kind of bring talented individuals to the forefront. Even though Zicky Dice started in championship wrestling from Hollywood, and I saw his maturation process in championship wrestling from Hollywood, he really didn't become as well known until he appeared on NWA Power. And the same thing could be said for Ricky Starks. I mean, Ricky Starks had appearances on SmackDown. Ricky Starks was a member of the wrestling circus. Ricky Starks was one of these guys who worked for just about all the NWA Texas affiliated promotions. But he didn't get that big break. He didn't get that spotlight shined on him until he started working for NWA Power. Same thing can be said for Eddie Kingston. As much as Eddie Kingston has done in the business, he did not get that limelight until he showed up on NWA Power. So for a guy like Chris Adonis, you know, this might be an opportunity for the shine to help him, you know, either mature as a professional wrestler or take him to the next level. But Slice Boogie is a guy who hasn't really had that big spotlight shine on him. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, he's part of the bodega. He's part of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. He has been for a while. In fact, he's had a couple of good outings for them 
not only on uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, but also on uh, Primetime Live. Yeah, it was on United Wrestling Network's pay-per-view that he wrestled against Davey Boy Smith Jr. It was a fantastic match. Boogie really put in the work against Davey Boy Smith Jr. And I'm not going to say it's just a byproduct of Davey Boy Smith Jr. being good. I think it's a byproduct of uh, the 2019 SoCal Uncensored Rookie of the Year really stepping up when the opportunity was presented. The NWA is all about opportunity. So this will be a good chance to see somebody like Slice Boogie take that next step. Like Ricky Starks did. That's where I draw the comparison. That's it. The talents are different. The styles are different. Everything else is different. Just opportunity for somebody who hasn't had that shot yet. We know that Crimson is going to return to the NWA. Now, he was a part of power. He was more of a producer role. He didn't have the opportunity to wrestle because he was still rehabilitating from his injury. Still in recovery. But we do know the last time we saw him in an NWA ring, it was at the Crockett Cup 2019 where he had teamed with Jax Day. Now, if you've listened to this show for one minute, you know how much we are a fan of Jack Stain. And I honestly believe that this is a foregone conclusion that the NWA is going to eventually announce the return of Jack Stain. And it's my hopes that they put the two back together as a tag team, as War King, because number one, the NWA desperately needs a tag team division. But number two, Jack Stain, I mean, he's done it all, guys. <laughs> he's done it all. When, when I say he's a former world's heavyweight champion, he, I mean, he wasn't just a world champion. He was like the first Grand Slam champion. At one point, he was the only wrestler in the modern era to unify the North American and national championship. Now, the NWA doesn't recognize the North American title anymore. But with that being said, Jack Stane is a former tag team champion, teamed with Iron Man Rob Conway, was wrestling in Japan. Now, I know I'm supposed to be talking about Crimson, but let's talk about Jax Dane and how badly I think the NWA needs him to return. Now, he was on power, but I think the War Kings, Crimson and Dane, are going to bring so much to the table for the NWA. Now, if they choose not to add the tag team division, that's fine. Crimson, in and of himself, was a great singles competitor. He had that triple threat match for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship with Josephus and um, you know there's opportunities for him as a singles competitor you know that we need opponents for Trevor Murdoch we need opponents for the Pope Elijah Burke so whichever capacity they decide to use him I mean he's a skilled talent and of course his time outside of the ring is going to be beneficial to the NWA as well as his time inside the ring And then uh, the next announcement, the next name that they announced, I'm a big fan of Jordan Clearwater. The Golden Boy, if you will. He is a former Hollywood Heritage Champion. He is currently the Empire Wrestling Federation America's Champion. Now, EWF is a local wrestling promotion out here in Southern California. I don't expect you guys to know that, but it's cool for us to see a local boy get an opportunity at the NWA. Now, I say local, but I use that term loosely because he's not local California. I mean, he moved out here on the advice of a trainer and mentor, Carl the Machine Gun Anderson. Yeah, he was trained at Bone Crusher's wrestling school in Ohio. 
Same place that trained Abyss. Same place that trained Jillian Hall. Same place that trained uh, uh, Wildcat Chris Harris. And the same place that trained Carl the Machine Gun Anderson. Now, it should be noted that Carl the Machine Gun Anderson, before becoming a member of the Bullet Club, before holding the tag team titles and not only Impact Wrestling or the WWE or uh, IWGP titles in New Japan Pro Wrestling, he was an NWA tag team champion. And it's kind of funny if you think about it. If you looked at, at the trajectory of, of uh, Jordan Clearwater, the golden boy, it's very similar to Carl the Machine Gun Anderson. I mean, he came to Los Angeles from the Midwest, from Ohio. It wasn't really known when he got here. Spent time working in SoCal, whether it be EWF or or championship wrestling from Hollywood or any of the myriad of promotions that are out here got his opportunity and started winning titles you know when Carl the Machine Gun Anderson wrestled in Hollywood the top title for the promotion at the time was the NWA British Commonwealth Championship but when Jordan Clearwater wrestled for Hollywood the top title in Hollywood was the Hollywood Heritage title see some similarities there Carl the Machine Gun Anderson is a former EWF America's champion. Jordan Clearwater is is still the reigning EWF America's champion. There are a lot of parallels to that. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jordan Clearwater. If he wins the tag team titles, I'm telling you, he's bound to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's bound to go to the WWE. And he's bound to go to Impact Wrestling. He's going to win all the tag titles. If, If he wins the NWA tag titles. That's tongue-in-cheek, guys. The other thing about him is he had some uh, additional training with uh, MMA fighter Blake Troop, Bulletproof. And you guys might know him as the commentator from Primetime Live or Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. But he's also actually also a very established mixed martial arts fighter. So his uh, his strikes, Jordan Clearwater strikes, have, been pr- have improved. They've been worked on. And his uh, submission technique has improved, has been worked on. So he's a more complete wrestler today than he was when he got to Hollywood. And he's going to bring a lot to the table for the NWA. Again, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with Jordan Clearwater. So the NWA roster is evolving. It's growing And there's reasons to be excited. But this one, guys, this one causes me to pump my brakes. This one is a real head scratcher because I thought this company shied away from controversy. I thought this company did not want to enrage its fan base. But here it is in 2021, after everything that's happened to the NWA, when COVID-19 nearly put the damn promotion out of business. They're embracing someone who brings a lot of baggage. Now, on the surface, somebody who is six foot six foot seven, three hundred and seventy-five, and is agile and is athletic. I mean, that looks like a total plus, right? It looks like a smart business decision. The guy spent the last 12 years wrestling either for the WWE, Triple A or Impact Wrestling. The guy 
you know, went through WWE development. He started off in Deep South, made his way to Florida Championship Wrestling. When the WWE changed its development and started NXT, he was one of the first guys there. You know, after spending so much time in development, he made his debut on the main roster. When he was let go, he was able to land with Impact Wrestling, where he represented TNA in Mexico with AAA. He did matches in Japan. He's been all over the world. But he's also shrouded in controversy, and that's what I don't understand. A 48-year-old wrestler who carries this much baggage seems like an easy pass. It wasn't that long ago when Jim Cornette said something a little bit off-putting on live television that wasn't caught by any censor within the network, within, excuse me, not network, within the production staff. The director missed it. Those on air missed it. Those who edited the show missed it. And it made it to YouTube and it left a bad taste in people's mouths. And a show that on the first seven episodes was averaging over 200,000 views an episode saw its numbers drastically reduced. Jim Cornette was removed from commentating. He was asked to formally apologize. Now, they were going to bring him back. Cornette didn't feel like falling on the sword. He felt like if anyone had a problem with what he said, they should have edited it out earlier. It should have never made it to air if they had a problem with it. The NWA looked really bad when that happened. Because either they, they... went to the whims of the cancel culture that said that Cornette should be gone and didn't stick to their guns or at the very least they allowed something inappropriate to be said on air wasn't a good look either way so fast forward to June and the speaking out moment where an allegation was filed against the former NWA vice president of sexual misconduct He wasn't sued. He wasn't charged with anything. The man stepped down from his position with the NWA because, again, he didn't want to bring negative attention to the National Wrestling Alliance. He didn't want to bring a negative stigma to the NWA. If anything, this man fell on his sword to help protect the National Wrestling Alliance from this kind of controversy. And that's what I don't understand. Because we're talking about a 48-year-old man, Tyrus, who was kicked off his own show on Fox Nation, which is a streaming version of the Fox News. He was kicked off his own show because of allegations of sexual harassment. He was accused on multiple occasions of sending unwanted and unsolicited text messages with lewd sexual comments to his co-host, Britt McHenry. Leads me to believe that there's controversy there. Now, maybe, maybe this is nothing, and it's... And that's a part, kind of a byproduct of the, of the time and space we live in now that allegations seem to be enough for anybody. But, I mean, they kicked him off his own show. Fox kicked him off his own show. Did they overreact? Possibly. But again, in the court of public opinion, people see Tyrus as a guy who isn't a good dude. On that announcement of people who have now rescinded their offer to support the NWA. 
Oh, I was going to order the pay-per-view, but not anymore. You know what, NWA? I think I'll sit this one out until he's gone. And it's not a, a red state versus blue state. It's not because he's a conservative or they're liberal or anything else like that. It, or he is accused of something very controversial. The NWA has shied away from these kind of things in the past. I mean, guys, they cut ties with James Ellsworth, who, you know, was one of Nick Aldis's first opponents. I mean, it would his match with Nick Aldis garnered over 1 million views on YouTube. They invited him to be a part of the 70th anniversary show back in 2018, but there's no mention of James Ellsworth now. And there's a lot of good, talented individuals out there. I get it. You know, there are only so many people available. But again, I can't wrap my head around this, guys. About the other names listed, Chris Adonis, Crimson, Slice Boogie, Jordan, Flippin' Clearwater. I'm excited to see these guys make their debuts or returns to NWA power and NWA programming, this is the one that gets me, guys. And I I don't have an answer for it. I don't know that the NWA has an answer for it. But, you know, this is where we're at. So, 1999 on fight, and you can see what's going to happen next. Thanks again for tuning in to the Alliance Blog Podcast, a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at the Alliance Blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch at the Alliance Blog. Remember... Absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is essentially your own. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.